It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. AEW Dynamite followed by a wrestling Inc. podcast to talk it and all the other news and whatever else you want to opine about here as we are live on the Wrestling Inc. YouTube and Twitch. And for those of you that like to do the audio only, we welcome you to the audio only now or later on. Wednesday night. Oh, but Alfred's not here. He's on uh, the night off tonight. So, of course, that's going to mean Jimmy and Justin Corderas and Labar, former sports entertainment referee for over 20 years. He is the esteemed, the well-respected, the legendary Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, I love that we get to do this again. Nah, me too, my friend. I love doing it, JL. It's uh, J&J back together again, and uh, it's a fun night to talk about it, too. It is going to be a fun night. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I got to tell you, when I got your text earlier today, I didn't even know. I was not, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that Alfred was off tonight and I didn't know that you, that you were uh, next man up. So I, you broke the news to me, which was great. And I was excited. I was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, I love doing this. This is, this is fun. And uh, again, trying to view it both as a fan and as uh, someone who has been there, I obviously not a wrestler but in the ring with these guys, you know, it's kind of fun trying to analyze things and, and try to put things into perspective. It, it, sometimes it's hard to go, get into fan mode, if yeah. you know what I mean. Even for fans nowadays, after, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, no, I, mean. I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I you know, uh, it was, was as you were, you know, involved in podcasting before podcasting was really a thing for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just mine, but you <laughs> far and only beyond have me trumped with, working manias working wrestle you know working undertaker matches so i can only imagine what it's like you know i i always think man i'm a little jaded i gotta whatever i can't even imagine the, the lens that you have to try to put on to uh to look at this from a different perspective other than being the third man in the ring no it's, it's a tr- to be completely honest though i've been truly blessed to get to learn things from some of the the best to, it, that have ever done it and uh doesn't mean i know everything but i i just you know, things from my perspective and from what I've taken in from their teachings. You know what I mean? Try to be a sponge as much as you can. And even to this day, I still try to be a sponge. Absolutely. Yeah, that's why I love having you on. And, you know, anybody that's seen you and I together, I love to veer off at times. and just, you know, get to ask and pick your brain just from your perspective because you've, you know, nobody else is going to be able to give that perspective that you can have, uh, again, being a referee for as long as you were with the names and situations that you were. So uh, we certainly have a lot to talk about with Jimmy. Of course, uh, we love having the, the chat room going on. The chat room has become like a viewing party. People are on the chat uh, at, at this YouTube Twitch link, you know, for, for hours prior to us going live. They're watching, essentially watching Dynamite together. So that's very cool. So, again, if you're listening to this or watching this after the fact and you're wondering, is there any reason for me to stay up and check this podcast out live uh, 10 Eastern or uh, seven Pacific, or if you're over across the pond, you're middle of the night, you know, thank you. Uh, if you're wondering why would I, I mean, there's some other factors. There's just kind of a little community that's built here. And there's also the super chat factor. You can uh, put your chat in, put a, put a little, uh, put a little, you know, jingling a ling for Raj in his pocket. Uh, and we'll definitely make sure it makes it to the show. So a uh, chance for you to become the third man, so to speak here in our podcast. Um, Let's let's talk a little bit of news, Jimmy, before we get into Dynamite. Uh, this first story, uh, a wild one, uh, but does obviously have connection to um, the pro wrestling world. MMA and pro wrestling star Kane Velasquez. Of course, Kane uh, did work uh, a little bit with WWE a few years ago. Uh, he's been hit with 10 charges related to a shooting in San Jose, California on Monday. Uh, TMZ Sports kind of really taking the lead uh, with the reporting on this, but he's been charged with a first-degree attempted murder, shooting into an occupied motor vehicle, 
or aircraft, three counts of assault with a firearm, three counts of assault with a deadly weapon, carrying a loaded firearm with intent to commit a felony. Um, and basically the story is here. He is accused of shooting a man uh, and that man's parents. And that man uh, that he's accused of shooting was recently charged with one felony count of a lewd act upon a child under the age of 14. Um, and that, that, that child is allegedly is um, a young relative of Velasquez. So Cain of Velasquez essentially uh, seeking out some uh, vengeance um, and you now getting hit with 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 the charges attached to it, uh, Jimmy. This is a wild story. It's a wild story just by the headline. It's it's a tragic story all the way around uh, yes. from every angle. It's a wild story from the headline, uh, and then dare you even try to go in and and just put yourself in the position of what 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 what's a person's mindset, um, mm-hmm. a reaction when you saw this headline. Uh, I was in complete and utter shock. Uh, I see you don't know what goes through people's minds and what what, what could trigger people. And you know, I just find it hard to believe that someone can go to, to that dark place, especially you know. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it caught me completely off guard, and um, I could understand being upset that this person that was accused of these crimes against the the young children, you know being released that's that's a different subject altogether you know what i mean yeah. i kind of find that kind of uh, well yeah so you brought that up yeah so um yeah the 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 the, the man 43 who velasquez uh is accused of shooting mm-hmm. um th- that had the charges of of uh, of lewd child act um he was released from custody on february 25th right. without bail and against the da's <clears throat> orders excuse me he was ordered to stay home in a home detention, 100 yards away, and wear an electronic monitoring bracelet. So, they, you know, the, it starts with why is this guy even out? And the, but you know, that's so. But yeah, wild story. Um, this one's just, not. This one's yeah. not going to be over anytime soon. This is gonna. This is gonna be an ordeal. No, for a while. and and you know, I do sympathize with the child. I do sympathize with anybody who the family of any of the children that have been, uh, uh, you know, victims of this this creep, for lack of a better term. But at the same time we can't take that kind of justice into our own hands. And, you know, I'm as much as I feel, and I want to see this guy get his just dues if he's guilty. I mean, like as of right now, he's just accused of it as far as I understand. Right. So I don't know. I just have a, you have Kane will have his day in court. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And uh, like I said, I, I feel for both sides. It's hard to, you know, it's, it's hard to say that I feel for the, for the, for the guy that was accused of these crimes. Yeah. But at the same time, he should face justice the way the justice system was meant to be. Yeah. And just for the, some that might be scratching the head of like, hey, I know Cain Velasquez from the MMA world. He did pro wrestling. Yeah. I mean, he's worked some mm-hmm. uh, AAA in Mexico uh, in 2019. Uh, he did sign with WWE briefly. He was signed in October 2019. Uh, um, worked Crown Jewel uh, in 2019. Took a loss to Brock Lesnar. Did a WWE live event in Mexico City. Uh, teaming with Humberto. Um, was supposed to be part of 2020 Rumble, got injured, and then uh, the pandemic hit, and he was part of uh, the first wave of budget of budget cuts in uh, mm-hmm. April of 2020. So, Kenny Velasca did did have a, a quick minute with WWE and, and some high profile. I mean, he's on a Crown Jewel show losing to Brock Lesnar. So, right. um, so that that is your recap if you forgot where Kane falls into pro wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we'll be watching that for a long time. It's not going to be wrapped up anytime soon. So, right, yeah, unfortunate in a lot of a lot of levels. Uh, another one that's unfortunate. Uh, another story here is uh, a WWE uh, executive departure, you know, that has 
just sparked more rumor and speculation of what is the status of Triple H. Uh, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce uh, uh, the, the woman's name, so I'm just going to forego pronouncing it. That, uh, just out of I don't want to butcher it. But the, the story is here uh, that she was the uh, manager of global talent strategy and development. She was hired in January of 2020, so not that long ago. Uh, her position had her working closely with Triple H, who's you know, his his actual official corporate role, the real role, is executive VP of global strategy and talent development. So basically, um, you know, th- this woman, uh, this manager of global talent strategy, she, you know, she was kind of like his number one executive assistant, so to speak. So uh, she has since been let go. And, you know, that's just made it's fueled more speculation. And it's kind of one of those things where silence kind of then if if not standing up to the mic and saying what's going on, it makes people then grab the mic and they just start writing their own narrative. And what I'm talking about is, you know, Triple H has been very quiet, very, uh, you know, non-existent to the public. He's, you know, he obviously had a, a health scare in the fall, which we understand, but, you know, has disappeared from the, from, you know, not doing, not doing media calls, not on social media, not appearing on television, obviously taking time off for the health purposes. Um, all the while, what the public has seen is his baby of NXT has just completely been uh, thrown out the window. So it just, it's, it's fueled a lot of speculation, Jimmy, of, you know, where does, what, what is Triple H's role in this very significant landscape shift that's happening right now in WWE and in the pro wrestling business in general? Um, and so this, this key person being gone again, mm-hmm. Uh, making people wonder what is what is Triple H's yeah. long term role. I mean, what it, what do you what do you make of this? It, it, it's interesting, like you said, the silence is what's causing and creating this this speculation as to what is going on. And we know, like you said, that Triple H did have that health scare back in the fall, but at the same time, my understanding was it was quite a significant health scare, and uh, you know, the people were really concerned. Uh, for him and uh, as as was I because uh, you know I do consider him a friend so um, I don't have any I'm not in contact with him so I don't know what, <laughs> what the situation is there but I know a lot of people are going to start pointing to the fact that that Wednesday night war as like a lot of people like the tag and NXT coming out uh, behind so to speak uh, AEW in the ratings is what led to the change of NXT to NXT 2.0. And yes, I understand that uh, uh, Hunter's best friend, Sean, mm. is running things down at, at, at NXT in his absence. And who knows? Well, could we see uh, him being kept off television and kept away from it on purpose? So maybe down the line, it works into an angle where he comes back and he's saying, what have you done to my NXT? Yeah, this is, I, this is this is me, of course, fantasy booking and sure, no. something comes out of this. But can you imagine, uh, you know, Triple H coming back? This wasn't my vision for NXT. Sean, you knew that, you know, and maybe, well, they feuded in the past before. Why not again? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting to say, again, you know, speculation of wondering, you know, with him being, you know, uh, again, silent for a while, out of the role for a while, you know. What's the future of now? Uh, you know, what is wh- where is he going to land? So we'll see. It should be noted too. There, what um, you know, again, WWE being a publicly traded company, some of this stuff um, is public record defined, and a, uh, a an SEC filing shows that uh, Triple H, the talent, his talent contract is going to expire on March thirtieth. But that's completely different than Paul Levesque's uh, executive role, which that continues to renew unless he or WWE give uh, ninety days notice. So, um, so he's you know. 
for lack of a better term, he's still involved in the business side of things until we are told otherwise. But perhaps his talent contract will run out and maybe his in-ring days because of his health are over, which if that's the case, a damn shame that we didn't get to see him go out on his terms because he's right. been one of the great um, part-time performers uh, in the last 10 years. Exactly, especially considering we have a 76-year-old Vince McMahon rumored to be coming back at WrestleMania <laughs> too. So, uh, yeah, I feel for any of these guys who don't get to kind of, for lack of a better term, go out under the under conditions other than they were forced to, if that makes sense. Yeah, and you can even lump the Undertaker into that. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, you know, the graveyard or the bone, you know, Mm-hmm. The boneyard thing was was fantastic for the for when you look at the fact that they had to throw it together the way they did, and it's one of the best pieces of cinematic uh, produced um, things I've ever done. But you know, you feel that you 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 feel for him that he couldn't have that mania match with an AJ Styles, and maybe let that be his last match. You know, so yeah, no, absolutely, I totally agree. So we'll see. I do see that we had uh, some super chats coming in that I was just mm-hmm. trying to hold them until we get to the relevant topic. So let's go ahead and jump into that okay. relevant topic, which is probably going to dominate a good portion of the conversation, <laughs> and as it should. Uh, so there's been all kinds of buzz around Tony Khan having a major announcement. Jimmy, now Tony's become quite synonymous with having announcements and talent signings, and do they live up to the hype? You know, everybody has their own opinion to that, but this one. You know, he had been hyping on, on busted open and saying this is gonna change this is gonna be impact the entire business. It's gonna be good for both the fans and the talent. Um, it's not a signing, so you know, he, he even equated it to maybe having the, the magnitude of what the first dance that they did back in August had. So um, you know, what could it be? And he's out in the ring to start dynamite. They are in Jacksonville, so they are in the you know, the the home stomping grounds of AEW. And he talks about uh, you know. The, the the inception of AEW a couple of years ago, right across the street in the parking lot here in Jacksonville for that, that famous pep rally press conference. And he mm-hmm. talks about it was 17 years prior to that about ring of honor and, and what that meant to him as a, as a young fan growing up. And then he cuts to the chase that Tony Khan has now purchased ring of honor. And uh, Tony, uh, they, after he makes an announcement, mm-hmm. Jimmy, uh, a press release goes out and this includes the tape library. This includes everything related to Ring of Honor. He has purchased it. The, the days of Sinclair Broadcasting, owning Ring of Honor, are no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many levels to this. I'll just start with what does that mean to you? We we know. So what we know is what he has has acquired in terms of the tape library and the likeness and all all the rights to it. What does that mean? That well, what he's gaining. What does that mean to you? Well, he, he's gaining, like you said, a very valuable tape library of a lot of talent that was you know basically got their start in ring and ring of honor and cut their teeth there and some really outstanding talent as we saw a couple of them tonight that opened the show <laughs> the first match on on aew dynamite a great match to, may i say but um, it's going to be interesting going forward to see what happens with ring of honor as far as continuing it continuing it as its own separate entity from aew will it be incorporated in will there be crossover you know and also the one advantage that Tony Khan does have right now is he does have a relationship with Time Warner. Mm-hmm. And is that somewhere that where they may move eventually to? Because right now, you know, with Sinclair Broadcasting, uh, I could speak for my home here in Toronto. We used to get Ring of Honor on, on the Buffalo affiliate from here, Fox affiliate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
will that continue their television that way? Will it, uh, it incorporate into streaming services online? If the business model is going to be uh, the biggest determining factor. And yes, it's going to hit home for diehard wrestling fans. It's just, again, it's the challenge is going to be drawing in the, the lapse fan, the ones that's kind of gone away, try to bring them back in. Sure. Yeah. You mentioned, uh, I believe uh, over 40 current AEW talents on contract uh, have matches in ring of honor. So certainly there just with what you can do, having video archives of their careers. And that kind of plays into uh, this super chat here from Patrick short, $5. If Tony can get a streaming deal with a service like an HBO max, that opens up a ring of honor brand in my opinion. And you have that huge library. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I know that was, a, that was one of my guesses. I think it was Raj as well as what is this announcement? We kind of thought maybe it's that he's landed some kind of streaming deal. Cause let's be honest, we're, you know, uh, streaming, you know, everybody has to have a streaming deal. Obviously, WWE moved their whole network to Peacock, and that is just every year cable is becoming less and less. And so, uh, and I still think that's probably coming sooner than later if, if it hasn't already been finalized, uh, ink to paper. Tony just hasn't announced it yet. Um, you know, an AEW network, you know, on some service. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Jimmy, it's like you, you know, he obviously paid, you know, presumably millions. I don't know what the number is, but presumably millions to purchase ROH. And by the way, Sinclair being a publicly a public company we'll we'll be able to find out sooner than later like that those details will become public of what he pays so that's going to be out there sooner than later so if he paid that obviously he wants to get a return on that and it's like so how do you do that well one again to be monetized on the tape library but then i also wonder okay so we know what he just got he got tape library you know he got the rights to the name and the likenesses what does he do with it moving forward does it just stay as archival for the purpose of a, of a streaming or a vault or does this crazy balloon inflated roster that we're wondering, like, what does he do with all these guys? Right. Does he, you know, he has dark as elevation, but does he keep the ring of honor letters and name around as, as a, as a, as a secondary brand that where he can hone talent? Yeah, that's see, that's going to be the interesting question right there. You just hit the nail on the head. Does he keep ROH as a separate uh, entity? Does it do when when things get better and this pandemic uh, cease, uh, settles down to where we can get to some kind of normalcy back? Uh, and they do. Will they go out on the road as a separate brand, as an ROH brand? And AEW travels. It's it's kind of like the brand split back in the day when Raw and SmackDown used to travel as two separate brands of the same company. Well, that. Will that be the same situation? Will they, will Ring of Honor become, for lack of a better term, AEW SmackDown? Sure. You know, and and you like you said, from a business standpoint, uh, you know, television and streaming and all that sort of stuff. It's it, the business model is changing as we speak right now. So, uh, I guess we're going to have to wait and see what Tony Khan's uh, ultimate plan is, or, or even if he's got one already. You know. Written yeah. down, you know. Yeah, my opinion to it is that it's great to acquire what he's acquired, okay? Uh, if it was for the right price, I guess. You know, acquire yeah. what you've acquired with the video library. But I don't see, you know, and Ring of Honor was around for a very long time, but I don't see the point of sending out a separate tour under a Ring of Honor brand, and even if it, even if it operates as a developmental, essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't see any point of that. Eight, you know, let Ring of Honor live on as history and live on again as as the as the archive. But AEW is is the letters that matter now. That's the money that that's the real money. What you're, that that's the the money that you're trying to get TV deal. That those are the three letters you're trying to get new TV deal rights with and etc. So you know, just I guess continue to f- blossom your your elevation, your rampage, your dark, 
you know, use those again to occupy this large roster. But I don't, I don't, I don't see the point of essentially manufacturing, uh, you know, your own competition that you own. You know, it was different. And I, I'm curious what you think as you were there when Vince bought WCW in uh, March of 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, funny enough, the letters WCW had only been around half the time that Ring of Honors were around. Right. But WCW obviously reached greater peaks, made stars that were, you know, that were you know, NWO, Goldberg. And so I know some fans have wondered, should Vince have kept the WCW letters going, something that he owns, but let it be its, you know, let, WC, let WCW be its own vision and its own whatever while WWE continues to do their thing? You know, what, when you were there at the time, did you think that, you know, rather than bringing in WCW as a mocked invasion, did you think there was ever cause to, continue having a separate company that Vince just controls both of them? No, I thought there was, I thought that was going to be the original intent and have them, you know, branch off and and do separate tours. But um, again, uh, like you said, when you have an inflated roster, like I don't want to say inflated uh, for AEW, it's, it is a big roster and it's right now with what they have in their streaming and their television, it is tough to find room there for everyone. And now if you're adding this entire ROW roster, ROH, sorry, ROH roster to the one you already have. My goodness, that's a lot of space to try and find, you know. Well, uh, I, I, think, I think, you know, right now, I don't think he's acquired any talent. I think Ring of Honor separated themselves mm-hmm. from all their contracts okay. a few months ago. So no, he's not he's not acquiring all that okay. talent currently. Okay. Uh, he's just, I mean, you know, he could. I, obviously, he could mm-hmm. go back to those guys and girls that lost that, that deals expired. But he's just right now, he's just acquiring just the name and everything they've had in the past. Right. Um, okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. And if the goal is to eventually acquire this talent that, that, that was, uh, you know, uh, let go from uh, ring of honor, that's good. Again, going to be tough to find room for them. So it's, it's even right now, the way AEW is, it's tough to find the room on, on television, at least. Yes. The streaming they put the, on, uh, on dark and that sort of stuff. But uh, man, uh, I'm curious to hear what his, plan is to go forward that's for sure sure isn't it wild that 35 to 40 years ago it was vince that was in this position it was vince that was <laughs> occupying and grabbing up as much talent as he could as much tv as much territory you know now you know tony i mean tony's come into the, you know, the u.s with aew uh he has aew he's not you know he you know I, I had said when ring of honor you know closed shop at the end of 2021 i said you know this happens because because aew is here Mm-hmm. Um, so now he's essentially acquired a ring of honor. Who's to say he doesn't, who's to say he doesn't acquire impact. I mean, he's, he's literally grabbing up everything. To, mm-hmm. It was just funny because it's, it's history repeats itself, but he's doing what, what his counterpart, uh, his 76 year old counterpart did 35 to 40 years ago. Yeah, pretty much. The only, do- he bought the forbidden door. <laughs> he oh, bought the door. Yeah. He bought the door. That is he correct. Bought the door. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah. So like who, who's like you said, who's to say that he doesn't buy other doors as well? Yeah. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. Uh, PS five, my source watching the podcast that so we appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate everybody again uh, coming yes. along for this fun conversation. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, I, I will say this. <clears throat> again, it's kind of the running joke of, you know, this, this Tony's hype you know live up to the i mean i think this lives up i think he said this, this is a this is a big deal this is a big deal uh, how he uses it's going to be an even bigger deal but this is a big deal yeah, exactly and uh um i don't i don't i don't want to make the jokes about tony <laughs> making these huge announcements and and you know uh, 
Oh, I'll this, make it. I'll, I'll make it. I, I, I've said before, he needs to watch <laughs> and make sure that he doesn't Dixie himself. I'll say it. There you go. There you go. Uh, and I thought tonight's announcement was very big. I don't, uh, again, like you said, I'm going to have to wait and see how huge this becomes down the road. Sure. Well, I can tell you what has become huge mm-hmm. over the, uh, you know, over, over time, and especially here with this wonderful podcast. And that is our friends at Manscaped. That's right. I can tell you right now, I'm going to give a round of applause to Manscaped. I'm excited to announce that Manscaped has launched their ultra premium collection. And believe it or not, Manscaped is not just for below the waist. They can also do more everywhere else. That's right. I'm talking about the leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent that Manscaped brings. This is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man. It covers you from head to toe, literally, Jimmy. Manscaped is trusted below the waist, but now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to the website, manscaped.com, and you can save 20% off and get free shipping if you use the code WINC20. Uh, I've been a big uh, endorse, uh, endorser uh, of Manscaped. It, you know, they do, as part of me working this podcast, they do send me product uh, regularly. I get to get it before it makes the shelves. I feel like a VIP, and but the stuff delivers. Uh, hence why I've I, I'm, I'm always happy to uh, to do this. Um, they they have everything from the the lawnmower 4.0, which I talked about a lot. It's got the skin safe technology. It's great for shaving, um, you know, waterproof, all that stuff. Uh, but now they've also broadened their horizon, so to speak. And we're now talking about Manscaped premium deodorant. I'm not talking about deodorant for your balls. They do have ball deodorant. But I'm talking about your old fashioned armpit deodorant. They got that. Um, it, it's 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 aluminum free. It smells like the signature scent. They got the hydrating body moisturizer. If you have tattoos or dry skin, I deal with both of those. Um, this is great for you uh, for having the the moisturizer. It's designed to keep the skin feeling clean, smooth, and smelling fresh. They have the body wash. I love this. It's the uh, lather you up, fresh infused aloe and sea salt shower gel, two-in-one shampoo and conditioner, uh, plus a free gift, a three-pack set of the lip balm uh, that's made with ingredients such as vitamin E, peppermint, eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist. That's four products plus a gift inside the ultra premium collection. What a score from Manscaped uh, right there. All these products are cruelty-free, uh, vegan-friendly, dye-free, the best ingredients with zero compromise so you can feel good and not guilty about the product that you are using. So, again, manscaped.com, uh, just for checking out this podcast and being a, a regular listener and, and viewer of this podcast, use the code WINC20. Uh, there's a reason why they continue to broaden their their arsenal because they are doing well. There's a reason why they are continuing with this podcast because – those of you who are watching, listening, and you're using it, and it's working. So around and around we go. So if you're not involved in the circle yet, jump yeah. in on the circle, and you'll fi- you'll figure out what all the noise is about here. Especially, uh, especially if you're someone like myself who is blessed with the Greek curse of having it uh, hair everywhere except. <laughs> but anyway, that's the thing. They're, they got the shampoo and conditioner, the two in one. Like, oh, yeah, I don't got much going on, but I still like. I, again, I got a scalp. Yeah. I still need to, to, to. I still need to take care of myself. And their stuff's great. My wife loves the scent of it, so that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. So uh, all good. Use the code WINC twenty. Save twenty percent plus free shipping. Go to manscaped.com. Uh, and as always, we give them a huge thank you for their uh, support of this podcast. So manscaped.com. Gotta love them. Nice. All right. Back to our scheduled AEW Dynamite review here. So uh, we transitioned from Tony Khan's announcement of buying a Ring of Honor into what was one of the first main events 
of Ring of Honor, uh, and that was Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels. And what do you know? TK can roll that on out, and that's our opening match. We get Brian Danielson versus Christopher Daniels. Um, logical from the announcement, and mm-hmm. again, this is the go-home show to Revolution. Brian Danielson's in a huge match uh, against John Moxley, so this this I, I, this made sense to me. No, it did. It made absolute sense, and not only that, they had a heck of a match. They really, they they really gave us the essence of what ROH was about. In that, it, it was technically sound. Both men, you know, shaking hands prior to uh, the match, kind of made it feel like uh, you know a Ring of Honor type match. But at the end, uh, you know. Brian Danielson taking it to a different place you know, he, he extended his hand, but he extended a lot more like his foot too as well. But I love the match. And I love the fact that uh, I think they mentioned on air that Paul Turner, the referee was also the mm-hmm. referee of that match back then as well. So it's kind of coming full circle. It's kind of wild too. When you hear that stat that um, a guy like Paul Turner has been around for that long. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, Jimmy, correct me. Did he ever, do you know, did he ever, did he ever have any WWE tryouts or did he have a cup of coffee with WWE? I don't recall him ever having a tryout with, with WWE. Now that doesn't mean he didn't, but with my time there, I don't recall him ever uh, coming in. Like, uh, um, like there was, there was a a time or two where I was down in FCW before NXT Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, when they would do, bring in talent for tryouts, uh, they would also bring in some referees and I'd go down and take a look at them and they'd ask my opinion and stuff like that. But I don't recall ever seeing Paul down there. I was just going to ask, how does a referee trial work? Is it FCW? Is it dark mm-hmm. matches? Is it both? Um, no, it's it's at FCW and uh, mostly and uh, back then. And, you know, they would referee matches with the actual talent who's trying out for FCW at the time as well. But every once in a while... Like you said, there, there'd be a dark match at TV, and they'd bring in a referee to give them a look at as well, too, and they'd, you know, ask our opinion. That's quite the gambling situation. If if you have one or two talents in the ring in FCW, that that's on their tryout, and mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing if if, if you're, uh, you know, so if you're a, a wrestler uh, having a having a tryout match, it's the biggest tryout match of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And you'd probably have a little bit of comfort knowing, okay, I got veteran Jimmy Corderas in here at least to like if I if I need to turn to for something. Or, or you know, but, but you don't even have that. You got your, your guy in the stripes is trying to make his impression too. That, mm-hmm. Talk about a talk about a, a a trust fall. Yeah, no kidding. And but uh, it, 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 I can only imagine how nerve wracking it was because you know I again for me being in the ring I was my own worst critic. You know I I hated watching my matches back for some reason. It was just. For me, it was just like, oh, why did I move like that? Why did I do that? Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? I was, And, you know, my wife would look at me and go, that was fine. I said, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, it, they, again, and also, like, they would send a referee down to to analyze the referees because sometimes we can spot things that – Sure. Like, like I told you the story about uh, yeah. ha- having a tell. Yeah, yeah. And I never tell people on here or publicly what these tells are because then you can't unsee them, as my uh, as my producer of our show up here once told me. So, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, d- like I said, sometimes a different point of view. I called you out off air last time. You and I had the same tell for for certain people. Y- yes. Yeah. Um, that's fun stuff. That's uh. Yeah, Jimmy, you can't, you can't, you can't substitute your your experience and knowledge, which I love. Uh, Stephen Marcachilli, how about the Rock, a special ref for Brock versus Roman? 
No, I don't know if I like that idea. Obviously, that would make it huge beyond belief. But at the same time, if Rock is the guy that they're planning on for LA next year, then he doesn't need to be a part of this match. Yeah, uh, it would be enough for him after the match if Roman were to be successful and beat Brock at WrestleMania. And he says, and you know. You're coming. You're coming to my hometown, L.A. next year. If you still got that thing, guess who's next in line, or something like that. But I, I don't. I don't want him involved in this match right now. I kind of agree. I'm not opposed if they can get The Rock and his crazy schedule. If his private jet can get to Dallas hmm. for night two of Mania, of course you utilize him. But I agree. It's once the match is over, especially if Roman ends up uh, going over. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I. I, I think. I think you have. Roman versus Brock, which yes, we've seen it a, a couple times, but this is a whole new framing of it. It's never been framed where Brock's the babyface, where Brock is the, you know, the playing the crowd and title versus title, and Heyman's not with Brock is on the other side. So mm-hmm. there's so much with this. I, I think the Rock would actually, I can't believe I'm saying this, the Rock would be a little bit of a distraction actually at this point if you put him in as a referee. Yeah, you don't need that. You need the Rock for business for next year in LA. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Or some 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 old character you say exact mundo. Exact mundo. Uh, yes. Jack Trapp says uh, I see elements of Jimmy Corderas in every ref working today. Well, that's a compliment, I think. Oh, I I, I hope it's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's the good elements of Jimmy Corderas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, Jimmy Corderas a special ref is Ethan Cruz. Hey, you know what? If if the call comes, I, I I was requested once for a main event at WrestleMania. Who knows? Maybe there, maybe there, there's still some life left in these knees and elbow. So I got to yeah. ask real quick. It, we always hear about because I know also some referees also fall under the category of employee, and maybe they also mm-hmm. do ring crew. And if you're an employee, right. your certain benefits are taken care. Whatever. So mm-hmm. did you did you did did you get a WrestleMania payday? Did you get a bump in pay for Mania paydays for Mania matches? Like, like when you did Taker Edge, did you get a? I, I know we're not supposed to ask about money. You don't have to give me figures, but did you get right. a bump? Yeah. Yes, I did. All right. And, and uh, let me just say, very pleased. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. It, was that now? It, do you have to be like? Do you have to main event like a Taker Mania match, or like if you're on Mania at all, do you get a bump? Well, um, usually Mania was a little bit of a bump, which is nice because it is WrestleMania. But uh, uh, the main event of WrestleMania, I was like, like I said, I was very pleased. All Let's right. Just put it that way. Good steak. Dinner, was, you know, no, I'll tell you, you know, it, it was, it was an honor to be in there in that main event match. I mean, but then again, uh, you know, when that, when that payday comes, uh, you go, wow. You hmm. know, all right. Of course that was the day of traditional pay-per-view. So I, I don't know what yes. it's like now with the network and you know, mm-hmm. you can have too many people watching on Peacock, but it's all right. All right. That's cool. That's all right. Good. Good to know that you got taken care of. Uh, 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 no complaints. It's good. Good, good, good. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to AEW. And, and look, I, I know some people are like, oh, you're getting off. It's AEW. Look, this is this is a pro wrestling show. If, if yes. Somebody brings, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from talking about the rock and wrestling. We are on the road to mania. So if you have a problem with that, hey, that's where I get to be the host. Host discretion. All right. If exactly. People- if, hey, if the Bucks can go hang out outside WWE headquarters in Connecticut and do their, <laughs> their being the elite from there, yeah. we can, th- we can kind of go off the rails a little bit. As well. Right. Right. I have a former. WWE referee sitting here with me. You're gonna tell me I can't talk about WWE. I'm the host. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and, and Jimmy kind of teased that. I don't want to gloss over because it, it actually was the, probably the best part. The match was good. 
it was what it was. It's Danielson versus Daniels. But mm-hmm. post match, Brian Danielson saying how he used to always end our matches with a handshake and ring of honor. He yeah. goes and shakes Daniel's hand, who's laying on the ground, and then proceeds to grab him and and, and kick his face in. So mm-hmm. that was uh, some great stuff. And then Moxie comes out, uh, and Moxie says, "Let's just do this now." And and Brian uh, chicken shits his way out the ring. So perfect, exactly. You don't need to have these two guys touch right. head of this uh, intriguing singles match of where Moxley might team up with Brian eventually, but he has to bleed with him first. What a great tagline. No, oh, that, that was awesome. These guys, these guys are, are, are doing some of their best promo work, especially from, uh, uh, from Brian Danielson. Cause we didn't get to see a lot of him. We're getting to see him now and uh, it, it's working. It's working. And I'm again, this is a match uh, on a card that's pretty stacked that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild. You know, we saw some of this at WWE too with with Brian, but you know, obviously, I always think about 2014 and 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 uh, you know, the 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 Yes movement that that mm-hmm. managed to hijack and change a WrestleMania card, which is wild. Great babyface story, but it's actually a real debate of is is Brian is Dana Bryan slash Brian Danielson better as a heel than a babyface, or is he equally mm-hmm. great at both? Because that's a pretty wild debate here. When when you can do both well. That, that, that you know that that just speaks volumes right uh up next we get kind of we get the uh tag team battle royal this is mm-hmm. to figure out who's going to be the final team that's going to get the jump into the triple threat tag team match um at revolution already you have o'reilly and uh fish red dragon uh up mm-hmm. against the uh champions and jungle boy and luchasaurus so who's going to get to be the third team uh, we start out with FTR and Top Flight. Top Flight is Dante Martin and his returning brother, Darius, who's been out for over a year with an ACL so that he's getting to be, to be back in front of the crowd. Got a nice reaction there. I'm uh, just going to kind of run through the team. So that they right. started. Then we have the Acclaimed. Then we have um, the first part of Dark Order with 5 and 10, respectively. Then we have Butcher and Blade. We have the Varsity Blondes. We have Bear Country, Santana and Ortiz. Chuck and Trent, Chuck and Trent are the best friends. More Dark Order from Stu Grayson and Evil Uno, Young Bucks. We get Ryan Nemeth and Peter Avalon as a group, uh, as a team. We get the Gun Club. Don't call them the Ass Boys. Then we get Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. Then we get 2.0. That's that. Uh, our final three teams, and mind you, both members of each team have to be eliminated for a team to be fully eliminated. It comes down to the final three of FTR, Top Flight, and the Bucks. So kind of cool there of teams that started mm-hmm. this out. Uh, FTR gets eliminated first. It finally comes down to Darius Martin and Matt Jackson. So uh, a shining moment for Darius Jackson having to go the distance after ha- having been gone for uh, a year. Um, they're having a really dramatic kind of finish on the apron. Ultimately, Matt Jackson is going to get the win. So the Young Bucks are the third and final team. Red Dragons out there celebrating. Of course, there's this are they friends, are they not, as, mm-hmm. as Adam Cole was stuck in the middle. Uh, Red Dragon celebrates, but uh, certainly uh, Bucks not fully trusting them. Uh, Jimmy, I, I, this is the right decision, right? The, the, there's no team bigger than the Bucks to put into this match, especially the, because Red Dragon's already involved. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, when you talk about tag teams, and obviously one of the most popular, regardless of whether they're heels or not, right, what I'm trying to say is one of the most popular and well-known and recognized tag teams right now out there is the Young Bucks. And it only makes perfect sense for them to be involved in this match. You are stacking this card very well. And mm. if you're going to stack it, this, this, this three team match, those, that was the right choice. Yeah, no, I agree. And then, uh, you know, there's the drama writes itself for bucks. Exactly. Exactly. Cause you know, it's, it is, it, it's part of that story because, you know, Adam Cole and the bucks are buddies and they're friends and you know, but, 
they're kind of got their own little things going over here and there. So um, it, it just adds to the story. Can, can they coexist? Can they coexist? <laughs> That's always the question. Can they coexist? Yeah, exactly. I got to say, too, quick note. It is amazing how Brock Anderson looks spitting image of his father and Brock Anderson. I mean, I was in person. I saw him in person uh, several months ago. I mean, th this kid's in his twenties, <laughs> but in a weird way, he already looks like he's like 40. <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and I kind of mean that in a compliment because like his, you know, his dad, Arn has just such a grizzled mm -hmm. veteran look. Even when Arn was in his thirties, Arn had a grizzled veteran kind of look to him. And his mm -hmm. son has adopted that same attribute, which I think is awesome. And, mm -hmm. and does the spine buster as he should. To, of course, to, to, to perfect, of course. To perfect and, art form. And, and speaking of which, you know, uh, uh, the gun club, those kids, uh, uh, man, they've got Billy's DNA and uh, I'm so jealous of Billy. Right. My goodness. I can't believe he's seven or whatever he is. And, he and, and still looks like that. Uh, whatever the secret is, bottle it, sell it. He's an ass man. That's the secret. Oh, that's did you hear this? Did you listen to the song? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I heard it for years. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, you should be familiar with it. Um, we get a backstage uh, pre-tape of Chris Jericho cutting a promo mm -hmm. about his match with Eddie Kingston, uh, talking about how if Eddie Kingston can actually somehow beat Chris Jericho, Jericho will look him in the eye and shake his hand and say that he has earned his respect. But when he beats him, he's just going to tell him to go GFY. And then Santana mm. and Ortiz come in real quick, and there's a, a little stare down, a little exchange. Mm. There's a fist bump. Mm -hmm. So keep your eye on that of Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if you and I have got to talk too much about Eddie Kingston, but uh, w w what's your thoughts going into this match of, of Chris Jericho who's done it all, been there, done that. You know, Kingston's 38. By the time Jericho's 38, he had pretty much done everything mm -hmm. there was to do. Um, where, where are you at of interest to this? Uh, I am interested in it because, I, I, you know, Jericho cutting those promos last, especially last week, the week of the promos, as everybody's been been labeling last week, him and him and Eddie cut some great promos. And even tonight's promo by Jericho hitting some hard truths mm -hmm. uh, about Eddie. And <clears throat> let, let, let's put it this way. And again, it's not a disrespect and it's not a shot against Eddie, Eddie Kingston, but he was an Internet darling. He was a hardcore darling. He just didn't for some reason, get to that level where he was recognizable by those outside the hardcore community. And it's taken this long for him to kind of get that spot. And maybe, see, that's one of the good things about AEW is these guys that we may have heard about and not really seen, we're getting to see them now. And uh, I'm, I am looking forward to seeing, um, and again, no disrespect to Eddie, I'm looking forward to seeing Chris elevate Eddie this weekend in their match. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think probably what it is, is Eddie Kingston, you know, again, I, I'm all, I've always said, I'm always a believer of the airport test of, do, do, can you see the guy walk through the airport? Does he turn your head? Mm -hmm. You know, and he doesn't have the, you know, he doesn't have the size of the look necessarily that's going to turn your head. But once he starts speaking and tells his story, it speaks as only he does. You can't script him. Mm -hmm. He does grab your attention. Problem is all the places he had been prior no disrespect to them. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the visibility of where, even if he's cutting a great promo, that's, it's just not, but AEW, you know, AEW is getting a million people on Turner. So now he's fine. You know, he's a guy who, yeah, he doesn't, he, in a lineup, he doesn't look necessarily like your main eventer, but mm -hmm. once you get a million people each week to hear him, okay, now you have my attention. He, you know, he had a great right. uh, story in the player's tribune. I thought his story was very um, interesting. 
So it, it's took a platform that isn't AEW. It's took a, a wrestling fan like a Tony Khan because, quite frankly, Vince isn't giving a guy like Eddie Kicks it a chance. No, most well, likely not. No, because, uh, like because for the reasons you stated, Vince doesn't see him, uh, you know, as that guy that stands out that makes people, you know, take a yeah. second look and and yeah. oh my goodness, who is that? that right. Guy. Yeah. If Vince thinks that you look more like a guy that's buying a ticket to the show, then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Eddie's been then, getting- then you put on the striped shirt. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't sell yourself short, Jimmy. Okay. But yeah, but then yeah, then you become. But yeah, but the fact that he had AEW to have this platform, he's he's finally gotten to stand out and and, and make people like myself uh, more aware of him. And I and I'm this is probably up there. This is probably top three of the matches I'm looking forward to of this this pay per view. I am too, and and a lot of it again, like I said, it has to do with Jericho because I can see Jericho is the guy who knows how to do business the right way yeah. and to elevate someone like an Eddie Eddie Kingston. Uh, there's a chat comment here. It says fist bump question mark. Who exactly you name four people elaborate. I was sorry if you didn't, if you're, if you're <laughs> looking to me to give you the show recap, if you didn't watch Jericho's doing a pre-tape backstage, cutting a promo to the camera. And just as he's finished, Santana and Ortiz approach him. There's just a right. stare down between those three. Uh, and then Santana and Ortiz both end up fist bumping Jericho and Jericho, mm-hmm. as they walk off says, you know, I always have your back. So, you know, we're supposed to let, we're supposed to believe that things are cool with them. But of course, Santana and Ortiz are also, buddies with kingston so i suspect that we will get some mm-hmm. some uh reveal at revolution of who is uh who is who is on whose side right up next a cm punk promo jimmy and uh mm-hmm. this uh maybe the highlight of the night and yes i know we announced mm-hmm. that there's a purchasing of roh but this might even yeah. this, mm-hmm. this piece of business might trump that yeah. um punk comes out looking a little you know he's, he's heavy he, he's he's got a lot on his mind uh, talks about how uh, you know, MJF came out and bared his soul the week prior. You know, Punk's wondering, is he being gaslit here? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he believes what Max Maxwell Jacob Friedman said is true, but is he being as sincere uh, as he's trying to make us believe? Uh, he questions if it matters. Uh, he, you know, he notes that he, you know, Punk himself had a famous picture at a meet and greet with the Stone Cold Steve Austin when Punk was a young kid. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when Punk famously, or when Austin, excuse me, famously took his ball and went home, they're referencing mm-hmm. the O2 King of the Ring qualifier match when Austin didn't want to work with Brock and was going mm-hmm. through other personal issues. Punk right. goes, "It didn't ruin me. I didn't blame Austin for all the troubles I had in my life." Right. So you know, is this really adding up? Uh, he continues to go on and say that you know, hurt people, people that are hurt, go on to hurt other people. Uh, but he says nothing he can say. Can can quite match what he needs to do, and in order to do this, he invites MJF out. MJF comes out, no music, mm-hmm. no 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 pyro or ballyhoo. Comes out, white still, suit, white <laughs> suit, good guy colors, mm-hmm. uh, looking again like he's still heavy on the mind and the heart. Punk said, "I used to be you. I used to be full of that hate and that rage and anger." Mm-hmm. And Punk references without saying names, because it was a WWE time, but he references some past storyline things he did as a heel. Referencing, I think, was a Jeff Hardy reference of dumping alcohol uh, down down an alcoholic's face and dumping the ashes on a wrestling legend. Uh, those ashes being of his famous manager. Of course, the, mm-hmm. the, the build to Mania 29 with Undertaker and Paul Bear. Um, wow. yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. and I'm recapping this in detail because it needs to be recapped in detail. Yes. This is just yes. good stuff. Finally, Punk Jimmy offers his hand to MJF. Mm. And MJF looks, he sells it, goes in for the hug. 
right. hugs Punk. Punk finally, after a little bit of reluctancy, puts his arms around MJF. There's an embrace, and the people of Jacksonville have bought this hook, line, and sinker, the majority mm-hmm. of them, because they mm-hmm. are embracing this like, oh my God. All right, is this, is this, is it, you know, we're going to have a match. We know, we know the match is going to be canceled, but mm-hmm. is this match turned into a match now of respect? Right. And just as they let you feel that, wham, MJF low blows. Yeah. Low blows them and then proceeds. Uh, Spears and Wardlow come out. Wardlow reluctant. Give him the ring. He busts Punk open. They tie the dog collar to him. They hang him with the dog collar. Punk calls him a stupid, or MJF calls Punk a stupid old man. I'm the devil. The greatest trick I ever played was making you think I didn't exist. Right. Jimmy, give me, give me, give him the Oscar. Oh my goodness. Look, this again goes back to last week when these two cut a tremendous promo. Uh, At first I thought, where was the, where was the kaboom? Where was the earth shattering kaboom at the end of it? I was expecting uh, MJF to turn back that max. Or do we call him Max? Or is only Punk allowed to call him Max? Only Max. Only Punk calls him Max. Okay, so MJF. I was waiting for that kaboom. And then the next day, it kind of hit me. And I went, you know what? I'm glad they didn't do it. I I was anticipating it coming. And I'm glad they waited to this week because it turned out absolutely brilliant. In in my opinion, they sucked in that crowd. Like you said, people were buying into this or going, oh, is this the MJF, uh, you know, face turn that, that we were hoping for? Because... You know, as much as he's a heel and he is drawing heel heat, there is an element out there that want to cheer him they, because they're enjoying his work so much. Mm-hmm. And by uh, and once he hit that low blow, it just switched. Like it went 180, boom, these people turned. He got the heat. It was actually extremely well done. And I'm going to be, uh, I don't mean to be negative here, but the only thing, that caught me a little bit off was the color. They got some good color on punk and I get it going into this match on, on Sunday where it's, it is a dog color match, but I would have almost wanted to wait to see that color on Sunday at the pay-per-view. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's a little thing, but at the same time uh, you talk about matches that I'm really interested in seeing at the pay-per-view. This, this is top one and a half. (laughs) <laughs> Normally, I would agree with you on the color, especially with a dog collar match, a match right. that has history of being uh, brutal and and, and 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 bringing out color. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disagree. I think that it was the it was the the color had to top it off because you know because we are you know, we are you know less than a week from this match. Um, I don't know if the low blow would have been enough. I do think it took the extra measures of. Uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they could have just not done the color and tied him to the dog collar and kind of, you know, you know, right. hung him up there. But I, I mean, that, that visual that was, I mean, we punk has not uh, chat room can correct me. I, I can't recall punk having bled since coming to AW. So this is, it's not like punk bleeding on TV has been something we've been seeing a lot. It's, you have right. to go back to WWE days and even WWE, he never bled to that extent. Cause that's not allowed. So no, no, that's, you know. that's absolutely a fair point. But at the same time, you know, you are doing the hanging yeah, on the on the rope as well, and what they could have done is because it was a low blow, and, and you know I, I don't like to see a lot of uh, damage done to the nether regions, but at the same time, as you got him hung over the ropes, you can bring that dog collar around through the legs and kind of 
you know. Sure. I just, I gotta say, MJF pulling off his nice dress shirt and he had a white t shirt on um, with the photo print of his right. meet and greet photo. And now he's just got Punk's blood just smearing across his white. Yeah. I mean, it, it all, it, it had a dirty, grimy feel that just, mm-hmm. I, I, I did top off the segment. So, blood or no <laughs> blood, regardless, right. b- business was made here. It was absolutely like you talk about, uh, you know, enticing people, put them in the seats or, or getting them to buy it on pay per view. That that angle definitely did do that, right? Uh, and we'll get back to Wardlow and or uh, we'll get to Wardlow. We'll get back to MJF and then we'll, Wardlow and everything here in a second. Mm-hmm. And we'll I'll stay in order. We do get a women's tag match: Jamie Hayter mm-hmm. and Doctor Britt Baker up against Mercedes Martinez at Thunder Rosa. Um, you know, this was what it was. Also, the the big takeaway here is Thunder Rosa, who mm-hmm. has a match. Uh, you know, Thunder Rosa ends up hitting the the, the Thunder Driver on Britt and pins Britt mm-hmm. uh, ahead of the pay per view, so she yeah. gets a pinfall on Britt. So, uh, in uh, wrestling 101 old school, that means that uh, Britt is retaining on Sunday. <laughs> but I don't want to do be that guy. But it, uh, you know, it's a nice little win on television, and it helps, you know, elevate Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And and that's the goal here. And even if she isn't winning the title on Sunday, let's just say that Britt Baker is planned to come out of that still intact as champion. Uh, Thunder Rosa can still get over huge without going over. Sure. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it, it is a wrestling one-on-one thing, but sometimes, sometimes it's okay to be predictable as long as it's logical. So, yes. Uh, we get Wardlow. He's going to have a match against uh, Cesar Bononi. Um, and this one, you know, I have to say, and this is the second match in a row now. Wardlow also had a match on Rampage last week against uh, Nick Camarado. Mm-hmm. Both Nick and Cesar are bigger in stature than Wardlow, which bothers me because... Um, my Labar guy in Wardlow, he is viewed as a big, he is a, I mean, he's a, he's a monster of a man. He, yeah. He's a gym fiend, but he is not the tallest in pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. He's not the biggest, but in AEW and the perception of, of, of what their talent looks like, he is bigger than, you know, two thirds of the roster. He right. is a big man. You put Wardlow in WWE, he is a, again, he looks like a specimen, but he's, uh, he falls in line with like the Sheamuses and the Drew McIntyre's. They're not dubbed mm. as they're not dubbed as Omas or or or, or how Braun Strowman was. They're just dubbed as solid bodies, right? So so I'm 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 sensitive to the fact that they put Wardlow in matches with guys that are bigger than him when they stand yeah. next to him. Right. But I guess they immediately tried to use that as an advantage to say, even if this guy is taller than Wardlow, right. Wardlow still is more mayhem and war than they are because this match, there's not even. A punch and a kick and a struggle, Jimmy. There's, <laughs> there's not a grab a hold and work a headlock. <laughs> immediately into Wardlow power bombing Cesar three times. Right. Uh, it gets the win. Now, I'm guessing that's what they're going for. Is they're trying to say no matter how big somebody is, Wardlow still is going to dominate them. Yeah, and and they've got the the potential to have a really huge baby face on their hands here because people you talk about people wanting to cheer somebody, they really want to cheer this guy, and that little business they did at the end when Sean Spears came in with the chair and went to do the the heavy damage after the match was over and Wardlow stopped him. Yeah, so Wardlow stops him, and then I'll just pick up from where Jimmy left off. So Wardlow stops MJ, or stops Spears who's been repeatedly trying to get the extra attack in uh, on Wardlow's dime, so to speak. Wardlow does all the heavy lifting. Uh, so Wardlow stops him. Spears backs up. And then Spears even kind of like fakes like he might think about mm-hmm. stabbing Wardlow in the back. And Wardlow turns his back. Wardlow looks back, says, I see you. It's, it's a big chess game mm-hmm. of eye eye contact and, and control. Well, then we jump to a backstage segment. 
and uh, Wardlow and Spears kind of in their, each other's faces. Mm-hmm. MJF comes in and tries to cool things down and says, look, I'll tell you what. If you end up winning this 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 uh, TNT title in this ladder match, you can have it. You, you, you don't have to. You're not obligated to give it over to me. You can have it. Mm-hmm. And then Snidely says, but you're not going to win it anyways. Right. To which Wardlow responds, well, I'm always so busy having to protect you. And MJF comes back and slaps Wardlow and says, mm-hmm. who you're talking to, I own you. Your family will be out of the street if it's not for me. So little surprise they did this backstage and not out mm-hmm. in front of the live crowd. But, Jimmy, the fact they did that tells me they're on a timeline that they have to stick with. Mm-hmm. They did it because they need to get to Sunday, and that might matter for Sunday. Yeah, I think I think uh, the seeds were definitely planted for Sunday. Uh, uh, the, the slap was... Very surprising. I get the the beratement that uh, MJF get, gave him because I, I you know, I kind of sense, you know, you can sense the tension there. The story is being told there, but the slap was like a oh, oh, yeah. and you're and now you are anticipating, you're waiting, you want to see Wardlow get his or, or MJF get his comeuppance for for disrespecting Wardlow the way he did. Absolutely. If you want to see a young looking Wardlow, in my favorite picture that I have, go to. Cheap plug. Go to my Twitter at Justin Lavar. It's my profile picture. It's it's a young Wardlow as IWC Wrestling's world champ, and Pyro's going off. My favorite picture, but it is a young Michael Wardlow before he uh, mm. before he's taken the world by storm. And he, I mean, Jimmy, he's on the rocket to be up there in the top three baby faces for the company by the by the year. No, absolutely, and and uh, for lack of a better term, a homegrown AEW guy being yeah. that guy. So uh, you know, I'm, I am looking forward to it. He, he's got. The potential to be the guy for them, and it's so funny because you know he's he, he goes on busted open you know a lot, and, and it's it's so funny because I mean and it is true to life. He just lives in the gym. This guy, this guy, <laughs> his day is predicated around planning his workouts and his meals. That is his life. Wow. Like he, he he doesn't he doesn't stray too far beyond that. It's, it's so uh, I, I I don't mean to stray away from AEW. So what you're saying is he's he he's a Vince guy. Oh. Uh, uh, don't even get me started. <laughs> he had been in the performance center. Hmm. He uh, he had been in the performance center. He even did a reality show. He didn't make the final cut with the undercover hmm. balls with Stephanie McMahon. Hmm. The McMahons had a chance, mm-hmm. and Michael Wardlow walked in and walked out of their doors without a contract. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I have a feeling it would be different if he got a chance again. Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with that. I have a feeling, but yeah, we will see what time does. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Wardlow doing great for AEW, so we'll see what yeah. happens here. But um, I think again, I, that was my note. They did that backstage segment. I was like, that's that's a huge moment. You could have built an entire in-ring segment around that interaction of MJF and Wardlow. The fact they chose to do it tonight tells me again they are on some kind of a timeline that they need mm-hmm. to stick to. So right, right. We'll watch AEW Revolution. Yeah, I, the definitely, definitely. I think it is going to play into the pay per view. That's for sure. All right, main event time. Uh, we get a uh, trios match here. Uh, Adam Cole and Rad Dragon, of course, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish up against Hangman Adam Page and then his uh, Dark Order buddies, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Of course, Cole going up against Hangman Page for the world title this mm-hmm. Sunday. Uh, this match comes down to uh, Adam Cole hitting the boom on Alex Reynolds. He gets the win. Post-match, uh, Red Dragon's duct taping Hangman Page mm-hmm. to the ropes, forcing him to watch <clears throat> them attack his buddies in Dark Order. And then finally... Uh, super kick from Adam Cole to Hangman Page. So again, Jimmy Wrestling 101 would say Adam Cole's not winning, but I ask you this. Mm-hmm. This does not feel 
quite the same way. No. I don't have the no. same comfort level to say, oh, Adam, Adam Cole's losing this. Page is walking out, champion. It's a done deal. I don't no. have the same confidence. No, it's it doesn't feel the same as the other tag match with the with the ladies. This one felt a little different because um yes, uh the pin was on Alex Reynolds, mm-hmm. not on the actual champion. So, you know, uh, and and the the aftermath with with uh Paige being tied up in the ropes and, and getting super kicked and and having to watch his buddies get 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 their butts handed to them. Um normally would tell you like you said wrestling 101 would say okay this is he gets his you know he gets his revenge back on sunday but i am not convinced i i could see very clearly adam cole possibly coming out of sunday as your new aew champion and i don't think that's a bad thing i think adam cole and again no disrespect to, to, to adam page but the other adam, adam. the other adam yeah <laughs> Adam Cole is the type of heel champion that could really move the needle for this company. Not not that they're not moving needles. They're doing really well, but a a good heel champion and then have someone come in as, hey, what if Wardlow were the guy to eventually go after Adam Cole? Well, but here's the thing. I don't think Adam Cole has too many more days where AEW could actually trot him out there as a heel. And I think that's where the interesting thing comes from with he and Paige. Hangman Page, you know, we go back to, you know, we go back to September. Um, I mean, the, uh, Hangman Page was the most organic babyface the company had. Mm. They just could. The fans were clamoring for him to get his hands on Kenny Omega, and right. he eventually did, and he captured the title. And it's been a good run. But Adam Cole came in, and they've put him in the heel spot, and he's got the heel bucks. He's trying to be friends with. He's got his buddies from NXT. He's trying to be friends with. The fans want to cheer Adam Cole. Yeah. He can play a heel and he does his best, but he does it almost, he does it with the fans almost like, all right, we'll play along, but we're still doing the boom in the entrance. You know, like, like right. they'll, they'll boo him because he's doing heel shit. He's, he's mm-hmm. duct taping his opponent to the ropes and taking advantage of him. Absolutely, but he, yeah. but he, but he has a certain type of charisma that fans just want to cheer him. No, it's it, like you know. Obviously, we've heard the comparison before. He's got that HBK kind of something to him, where which is can, who he models himself. He loves yeah. Shawn Michaels. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and it works for him. It absolutely works for him. Like even back in the day when Shawn was a heel and acting like an overcocky kind of like sob, you know, people were kind of like, "Man, there's something about him, though." Yeah, and that's what Adam Cole has. He has that look. He's acting like a total prick and blah blah blah. But you know what? There's that certain something with him, and and he and he connects with an audience, and that's what you need. He, the audience is there with his with his entrance. He connects. You know, he he's got a move set that. He, I mean, how do you not cheer for when he does his Panama? You know, he does this you know amazing move of of a. He morphs one of the most dangerous original pro wrestling a pile driver. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, a move that was once made illegal and he's morphed it into you know, a, a, a jump from a second rope. There's yeah. so much there's just so much about him. that's like, you know, and then tied in and they've exploited it. So it's fair to say, you know, he's the guy that's got the girl. He's got, he, you know, he's, he's he's got he's got the women's champ. He's got Dr. Britt there. You know, it's like 
he's a guy that people want to cheer. And so what I'm getting mm. at is I don't know. I think he's took a little of the babyface thunder away from Hangman Page. I think Hangman Page mm. has become a little bit of the other Adam. And I don't know how mm. much longer they can actually position Adam Cole on the heel side of the fence. I think mm. they're going to have to figure out what him, the Bucks and Red Dragon, who who, who who's going to side with who. I, I think Adam right. Cole is going to have to be on the, on the babyface side of the fence sooner than later because that's just what the people want. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I mean, like, yes, like you said, I think he's excellent as a heel. He he does he he handles that well. And, but again, it's kind of I, I I again, as we said before, I hate to compare something to WWE, but it's kind of like the Becky Lynch situation in WWE. People yeah. want to cheer her, yeah, because they enjoy her. There, there's a connection with her in the audience. Adam Cole has a connection with the audience, and they, like you said, especially that boom baby. That, uh, I don't think they have a choice eventually down the road, unless he does something absolutely heinous that I don't know how heinous you can get to make him. Change. I don't see it. Like uh, it, he's going to be a baby face down, down, down the road, but do they rush it because of what's going on right now? Because the, the fans want it. Isn't it interesting that uh, some, you know, hangman page is a baby face. Good. You know, they have acts like, um, even even acts like Orange Cassidy, you know, who mm-hmm. you know, was a comedy act, but he 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 gets people's reactions. Mm-hmm. So, but isn't it interesting? You have guys like Adam Cole, guys like Wardlow, who are still technically on the heel side. They're on the heel yard, mm-hmm. but everybody's just like, these are the money guys moving forward. Mm-hmm. Even Britt, Britt's still a heel, but people mm-hmm. love to do the DMD. They 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 they're, yeah. they're into it, it's it's so interesting. That's the landscape uh, of AEW, and that's somewhat that's mm. kind of wrestling fans in general. They 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 like there. There's the yeah. heel that they like to cheer and mm-hmm. like to appreciate, like those. And then there's the MJF heel who is like, "Screw you! I don't want your admiration." Right. I I just don't want it. it it's such a it's it's a it's it's a funny. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a different generation of fans. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's almost like, uh, they they. They're fans of the entertainment value they're getting from their talent that they're watching. It's a, it's not like I want to, I, I like this guy because he's such a good guy and he's doing all the right things. And the, they're, they're, they're gravitating towards those that are entertaining them and, and bringing them in and drawing them in. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy pop quiz and your yep. time of being in the ring for all the years you were, mm-hmm. who is one of your favorite heels to watch in the ring who just did all those little things that just, you know, night after night, house show, house show just got the people just red faced and fury. Who did you love to watch work? Heels? Oh my goodness. Uh, trying to think back over the years. Uh, that's a, that's a tough one. Cause I got, I was privileged enough to be in, you know what? Mr. Perfect. Oh, he was just, especially in that time, in that age, in that era, he was just so cocky and arrogant and, he just pissed people off and even the little things. And he was good at uh, doing the little things behind the referee's back, but manipulating the referee and not making him look like a total buffoon, you know, with the, with the dark glasses and the tapping cane and stuff like that. You know, uh, he was one of my favorites. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yeah. You're talking like late eighties, like 89. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 8990. Him, him, him and Brett working SummerSlam for the IC oh. title. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. It just yeah. Awesome stuff. What about Babyface? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I guess I guess I guess the Hogan's and the Austin's. Oh, of course. There, but yeah. I mean, any other notable baby faces that don't get as much love? Ooh, man. Ricky Steamboat. Okay. Steamboat, uh, of course. Um 
Ah, uh, boy. Again, uh, John, uh, John Cena. Yeah. In the height of his baby face, and was, was incredible. Stone Cold Rock. Mm-hmm. Like when he was, oh my goodness. Like just, just incredible. By the way, getting back to, um, to Mr. Perfect, you know, uh, uh, you know who, uh, named his finish? The Perfect Plex? Yes. Who? This no. Right yep. No. Yep. You you saw him do the fisherman suplex and you said let's call it a perfect plex. Nope. It, 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 trying to make a long story short, we were at an afternoon. We got time. We got all the time. Tell, tell okay. the story. Okay. We're afternoon house show. This is when he first started. Okay. Uh, his Mister Perfect character, and we're at a house show here in Toronto at Maple Leaf Gardens. Jack Lanza was the agent. I wasn't refing the match, but I was watching from the curtain, and I was standing right beside Jack, and he's like, "Wow, this 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 kid's just." he's got it, he, you know, and he's putting, putting Kurt over to the moon. He says, boy, Vince just needs, uh, he wants a name for that finish of his and stuff like that. And I don't know what was going through my head, but you know, perfect. And uh, so uh, Kurt comes back to the curtain, comes through the curtain and uh, you know, Jack's talking to him about the match. Great. You know, blah, 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 blah. He says, but we need to come up with a name for your finish. Cause Vince wants a name. For that finish and for some reason it popped in my head and i said jack if you don't mind me can i make a suggestion he says sure go ahead how does perfect plex sound says kurt how do you like that he says absolutely perfect and <laughs> they took they took it and, and ran with it wow it just it, it, it wasn't like i was trying to come up with this yeah. for some reason it just popped in my head i don't know it just so i figured you know what let me let me just throw it out there see what happens and that's awesome it's stuck that's awesome yeah, and then I mean, it's that's 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 a that's like a that's a famous finisher name that the alliteration and just you know he was known for doing things in such technical, yeah, perfection. That's that's awesome. Yeah. So that would have been, I guess, what he he because he was with what AWA prior, right? Right. right. He comes okay. over and gets the. Mm-hmm. the that's that's awesome. Well, <laughs> now I've read your book. That's not even in your book. That that's a bonus right there. Right. I'm gonna. Well, maybe maybe in, if I do another one, maybe it'll be in there. Oh, another book teaser. There you go. <laughs> Love the tease. Yeah. All right. That was dynamite. Uh, that was the news. If anybody else has any final thoughts, get your super chats in quickly uh, as we are, as it is yeah. in time. Uh, it was a fun show. It was, it was fun. It was entertaining. It was a good go home show leading into the pay-per-view rampage on, on Friday night should be very interesting too. There's a lot of good matches lined up there. So yeah. And I always say this, please. In this case, tweet myself at Justin Labar, tweet at Jimmy Corderas. If you want to, mm-hmm. If you want to tweet the ball, boss and Raj uh, at Raj Gary underscore three or three. I just want to know, how are you consuming this podcast? Are you watching live? Are you, are you falling asleep to it? Are you listening to the audio the next morning as you're on your commute to work? Are you uh, procrastinating your boss or teacher listening to this while you're at work or school? Uh, are you cleaning the house? What are you doing? I, I just always exactly. love to know what is this podcast doing for you? What, you know, can we, can we drop a shout out? Can we do something that's going to help mm-hmm. make the experience that much better again? This podcast is free, 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 free to watch live on YouTube or Twitch. You can also check out Jimmy's Ref and Rant every single day <laughs> on his social media as he sips some, as he sips a nice cup of Joe and he gives you his thoughts mm-hmm. in sixty seconds or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's Jimmy's Ref and Rant. This podcast live on YouTube or Twitch. Of course, you can subscribe to the Wrestling Inc. channel uh, and, and 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 enjoy this podcast in any which way. 
Uh, Jimmy, it's always fun. This is a blast. I, we get we, we get to do this more and more together, which is fun. So this no, is- this is an absolute blast. And, and and you know we've known each other for a while now, and you know we're friends. And I uh, I'm a little biased, so uh, uh, I love doing these with you, buddy. And uh, and I appreciate you having me on, and I appreciate you letting me plug my stuff as of well, course. like my riff and rant. And uh, uh, again, like I said, tonight was a fun night leading into Sunday's pay per view. It made me want to see some matches even more than I did before. Uh, yeah, uh, you know we're on the road to Mania and history and fun fact. Uh, the first, the first in-person filming and production you and I did together mm-hmm. was we're coming up on ten years to the day here shortly. Mm-hmm. Was 2012 Ooh. in Miami. Uh, it was yourself and Arda, oh. and Damian, and Dave and myself and Josh. We did a big trifecta of, of, of uh, you know, and the, 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 at the time, 2012, there wasn't a ton of video. Po- now, you know, video podcasts right. are much more prevalent. There yeah. wasn't a ton of video podcasts at the time, at least at the level of, of, of quality, I, I humbly will say. <laughs> three. Of them, <laughs> we did a, a big mega show of Mania Predictions, mm-hmm. and I think my night ended at like 2 a.m. with you and Arda and such. We were at a yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. I can't, Hey. Waffle House was the place back in the day. <laughs> unless you're unless you're traveling with the great Kali and he says, Jimmy, we go to Denny's. <laughs> oh, he's a Denny's guy, huh? He was a Denny's guy. And I'm like, you really want to go to Denny's? Let's go to Waffle House. Let's go to anywhere. Uh, no, Denny's. I want, you know, it's it's <laughs> whatever you who's gonna argue with a seven footer? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, we, we we were Waffle House in Miami that night, but uh yeah. Ten years, my friend. Ten years. So good times. Keep on rolling. All right. Uh, he's at Jimmy Corderas again. Ref and rant every single day on his social media. Uh, check out his thoughts. Uh, former sports entertainment referee for more than twenty years. Sixty seconds or less. Cup of coffee. Get your coffee. Enjoy it with him. I'm at Justin the Bar. Still, it's at Wrestling Inc. as Raj continues to fight with Twitter. Uh, but, but no worries. WrestlingInc.com has not changed. All of your wrestling news headlines. Rumors and reports there for you. Of course, as we are on the road to revolution this Sunday, bigger picture road to mania. Uh, I have a feeling with MSG, WWE show this Saturday, mm-hmm. with Raw this Monday, I have a feeling we are going to have some noteworthy shows coming up here. So I can, I can only imagine. And, and and don't forget, don't sell yourself short, my friend. Don't forget to spar with Labar every Friday morning as well. Yes. Well, I, I, know I love the plug. plug. I, know, I love the plug. I'm actually going to be off this Friday. Oh so, yeah, sure. The one <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm missing my cue this Friday. I'll be back oh, the following God. week. Okay. But yes, but anyway, which way? Just listen to Busted Open. They're they're great too. Uh, yeah. Busted Open on Sirius XM channel 156. Yeah. Uh, every By the way, day. you heard the news that Bully's going to be on on uh, the Broken Skulls. Yes. Session. What a conversation that's going to be. Uh, I could only imagine. <laughs> oh, a lot of good stuff. All right, exciting times. Appreciate it. Big thanks to everybody involved. Thanks to Jimmy. Thanks to all of you for tuning in and being part of this. We really appreciate it. Uh, without your support, without Manscaped support, this thing doesn't happen. So thank you. Be safe. Good night. Tweet us. How are you enjoying us? Talk to you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.